0: Thank you for joining us for episode 425 of Live Happy Now. What would you say if I told you that picking up a pen could change your life? I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm talking with Beth Kempton about how writing can help you connect with your feelings, your creativity, and ignite your dreams. As the author of many books, including her latest, The Way of the Fearless Writer, Beth knows firsthand how writing can help boost our well-being. More than 30,000 people have taken her online writing courses, and today she's here to talk about why becoming a writer is more about what it does for your soul than becoming a bestseller. Let's have a listen. Beth, thank you so much for joining me on Live Happy Now.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. What a treat to get to talk to you about writing and call it work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm so excited to have this conversation because you know, writing has been part of my life since I was a child. And I think it's an amazing way to connect with ourselves, connect with others. And to begin with, I wanted to find out about your writing journey. And tell me how writing started for you.
1: I don't remember not writing. I mean, I was surrounded by books since, well, for as long as I can remember, they were part of the decoration in my house as a child, books everywhere. And even when we didn't have much money, my my mom would always prioritize buying books, going to the library. And interestingly, we would be rewarded with books. I, and I remember she had this bin bag. We in, Here in the UK, we have black bin bags. Well, these days it's just landfill, but back in the days of no recycling, we used to have these big, heavy black bin bags that she would fill with books. And if it was a rainy day, we'd get to go in the cupboard under the stairs and pick one out like a lucky dip. So it's always just been such a wonderful part of my life I didn't get to writing books until much much later but I have always written I mean I have over a hundred journals in cardboard boxes in my attic and and not always writing the same thing not always only journaling not always writing stories not always writing lists just literally it's just a mishmash in every journal and it's very interesting to look back through certain periods of my life and see how what I wrote changed, how I wrote changed, and even the style of writing changes. Like, if I'm very excited and traveling and good stuff going on, I tend to write like really loopy and big. And then some of my journals are like really, really tiny, neat writing, as if everything is, cons- I'm very constricted. It's very interesting to look at that. And I wasn't aware of it at the time, but when I came to, write about writing, I started to think about all these things and realize how I've really traced a path through my whole life with words.
0: And that's interesting that you saved all that, because that's important. I know I, as a child, I would write a lot of stories. And when I read them now, I'm like, did did no one call CPS? Because (laughs) I was, I was working out a lot of family stuff in my stories, and my mom ended up saving them. And I read them now and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I was a little kid trying to process trauma and I was doing that through telling these stories. So I think that's it's- incredible, though, that, that you did that and put it on the page. No, that was that was just such a way even back then without me realizing it was such a way for me to speak my truth and be able to tell a story, even though I was telling it as fiction as somebody. It was happening to somebody else and it was happening in other times, you know, like medieval times or Hobbit times or whatever. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, so that's for myself. That's where it began. Like I started using storytelling to to work through some of that stuff stuff that I couldn't process as a kid and so I think it's so wonderful that you were able to save all that and look back really on your life through the eyes of of your younger self writing that story
1: yeah I mean one of my favorites is a five-year diary from when I was a teenager Um, it's one of those where it's got the same day every year for five years on, on a single page so you can see how I'm maturing in the way I write and also the things i notice and care about and write it's it's fascinating i wish i'd kept that up all my life
0: <laughs> oh yeah that oh man that's a great one for our listeners to jump onto um that'd yeah. be a great practice to start where one day
1: you pick the, the same day every year and you yep. write about where you're at
0: that's fantastic yes
1: and and i think what's wonderful about that is that when you get back to the the first page january the 1st or whenever you started you realize how far you've come and I think sometimes when things are really difficult it feels like we're treading water or we're kind of going through mud and nothing's changing but something is always changing and it's not always a good idea to go back and read everything sometimes I think just getting onto the page and getting it out is the best place for it to be but for little snippets like that it can be really good to, to, to remember oh yeah I was I was experiencing that and I don't feel like that anymore and I've come far, whatever, it can really help you notice those changes, however small or big.
0: And what I love about that too, is you can look at it, if you're going through a difficult time one year, you can look back and say, okay, but three years ago, look how good things were. And you can see, like, it can get back to that again, you start recognizing how cyclical everything in life is, and you're going to have years that are amazing, and you're going to have years that you barely survive but really? you can kind of track that.
1: And see that the difficult periods end as well. Everything ends at some point, which can be hard to see when you're in it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a beautiful way to capture that for sure.
0: That's a terrific tool. I love that. Uh, so at what point did you realize what writing could do, that it was more than just something you were driven to do, but you really realized it was, it was a need?
1: Well, I think I... Wrote my way out of my corporate career, just in terms of what I wrote in my notebook. And I was just talking to my husband about this the other day, actually, because we're soon on our way to Japan for the summer and we're taking our children there and they've never been. But we got engaged there 12 years ago and he took a sabbatical from work for six months and he took a notebook, a brand new notebook with him. And he went to Japanese school in the morning and every afternoon he would cycle down the river and sit by the river and write in his notebook. And he'd never done that before. It was like a whole new thing to him, And he wasn't really aware of what he'd written. And then he said he was looking on the plane home and realised he'd written, I must quit my job about 15 <laughs> times in this <laughs> notebook. And he hadn't even realised he'd written it. Wow. And so he came back and quit his job and joined my company. and We've been working together ever since. But I think that often happens. It's what you write over and over again without realising it. It's It's like you're trying to send yourself... really important message so I've done that as well but in terms of understanding how it can help us through difficult times in I mean in my work I my company is called do what you love and I help people to navigate difficult times in their life or change career and find ways to do what they love and my most of my teaching is online and I've always had a lot of very interactive exercises which I think in the beginning, I didn't realise how much they would generate words. I would just ask people questions. And I'm, I think it's strange to, especially being British, to name my own superpower. But if I have one, it's probably asking questions, just asking people exactly the question that they need to hear to find their own answer. And so that's what a lot of my courses have done. And what I was finding was that people were just writing and writing and writing and finding that that in itself was helping them. Never mind. The answers that they were discovering in the writing you know I started that more than a decade ago and as we've gone on and I've started teaching actual writing classes not very conventionally there's never any feedback in my writing classes and they're very warm comforting places there's absolutely no critique or anything like that it's absolutely just about learning to trust yourself and getting your words on the page but it's amazing to see how people open up and when they start a writing habit when you come I, I do a lot of seasonal writing courses and so they come back the following year this is what we were talking about with the diary and they've kept their writing habit up all year round and they come back again say they were in the winter one they've come back the next winter and the you can see how they've worked through so much in their life, but also how their writing has developed because they're allowing themselves to just write whatever wants to be written rather than trying to pour something on the page. And I've found it in my own life, but more than ever this year, because I lost my mum a few months ago mm. and it's just been such a difficult time. I was very close to her. And my, it's interesting because I had a very strong 5am writing habit before she became ill I done it all the way through writing the way of the fearless writer and it's really how I get books written as somebody you know mother of two small children I have to be up early in the morning but that whole routine went out of the window when she was diagnosed with cancer and I spent the last weeks of her life with by her side the whole time so there was no routine whatsoever but I kept writing in all sorts of ways I had a journal I'd write a lot on my phone. I would speak into into my phone as well. And I recently put it all together and there are thousands of words and where my brain has kind of went to mush and I couldn't really remember the details of what had happened. And I'd find myself going towards biases of certain things. Things were really difficult. Things were really beautiful. Things were really challenging depending on my mood, I, you know, that's how I was reflecting. I looked at my notes and it gave me a much clearer picture of the whole thing. And I'd captured entire conversations with my mother and I'd captured my own experience of going through something that I never experienced before. And, and I know I'm still in the very early stages of grief, but without question, writing yeah. words myself and reading poetry, especially been incredibly healing.
0: Yeah. And what a gift you gave yourself to, because when you're in the middle of that journey, as you said, it's a blur, you're going through it, you're on autopilot, a lot of times, there's so many big emotions involved. And to be able to sit down afterwards and see what you were feeling and what you were going through. And you find, do you discover good times that wouldn't have stuck out to you? Had you not written it down? I mean, that's, I think that's such wonderful advice. And like I said, it's such an incredible gift that you give yourself give your future self to be able to document challenging times and see how you made it through.
1: And I think you that's exactly the right word to document. And I wasn't differentiating between what's a beautiful thought or a poetic thought or something. Oh, I must capture this because I just had an idea about the meaning of life or whatever. I was capturing everything. So there's like medical notes, how much she'd drunk, you know, what mm-hmm. pain relief she'd been given followed by a line that might be in a poem followed by what the weather's like a conversation i'd had with one of my brothers you know it's just it's a real mishmash but it's it's so interesting to have it all as a picture and i'm actually i'm working on another book now and a whole chapter is based on those notes i didn't write them to become part of a book but as it so often happens when we're completely honest with our words something really important bubbles up out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. And you can
1: you can sense a kind of truth that maybe doesn't sit in the individual words. But when you look back at the whole thing, you can kind of see into the heart of it. And that's certainly been my experience these past few months.
0: Yeah. And I want to talk about the fact that so oftentimes people say, well, I want to be a writer. And they feel like if they're not going to write a book or if they can't get a book published, there's really no reason to write. And I come from a very different place on that. I have had some books published, but I've also written manuscripts that were entirely for the journey of writing it. It was telling the story and it didn't really matter if that story ever got out. It was my need to tell that story. So can you talk about the importance of people considering writing, even if it's never going to be published, even if only one other person reads it or if nobody reads it? What is the value of discovering that writing journey?
1: It's such an important thing to ask ourselves, and I'll be completely honest and say, when I got my first piece of paid writing published, it was in a travel magazine. I think I was still quite young in my early 20s, but I think I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm a writer now. I've had this validation from an editor who thinks it's good enough to pay me. And they paid me enough money to buy a visa to go to China. My goodness, this is like the real deal but obviously in the years since I've come to realize that writing is nothing to do with money for me writing but there's many reasons to write books but the financial side of things purely buys me time to do more writing that's really what it's it's all about and I mm-hmm. think our society has a lot to answer for in terms of why we feel that way and that So, I mean, I've had thousands of people through my courses and the same things come up again and again. And we trust other people's opinions and we value other people's opinions more than our own. Why is that? It's crazy. When you start writing from that point of view, you expect what you write to begin with to be has to be really good. Otherwise, I'm going to get you know, someone's going to say my writing's rubbish, and then my confidence is going to be crushed. And then, well, probably. But nobody said you have to share your writing with someone as soon as you put a sentence on the page. I mean, if you go back through my journals and my notes, even notes from my man- book manuscripts until very far down the line, they're a load of rubbish to someone who, someone else, reading them. And I, you know, I put a lot of effort into polishing my sentences towards the end. But I'm interested in what comes from my heart and spills onto the page. And some people call that flow. What is really important to remember is that flow in the writing doesn't mean flow in the reading. Ah, so that's true. Yeah, that's a It really great point. doesn't. There's work to do to make it flow when you read it. But the flow in the writing is, I feel like it's connecting to something very, very, deep and important in the human experience it's very bizarre if you get when you get to a point that you can re- spill words in a way that you almost can't remember what you've written until you look back and read them and so often what you read back just feels like something you knew but you don't know how you knew it and when you get to the point that you can do that which simply comes from practice from ritual from Seeing writing as a a sacred thing that you do in your life, you know, you might light a candle before you write, you might just find other ways to close. Kind of, I like to think about going to another room, not necessarily physically, but a, a different space away from the rest of my life to write and come back again. If you give yourself the grace to do that, whether that's for five minutes or five hours or five days, you're sending yourself a really important message. About the fact that getting to know who you are and what matters to you or what words live inside you is important to you because for sure it's important that is what is going to guide you authentically through your life and help you stop being swayed by what everyone else thinks and help you make better decisions as much as anything. I mean I think it's a real life tool and yeah. then there's the create the creativity aspect of it just the beauty in some words landing on a page and feeling like a poem that's just gorgeous that's as beautiful as any flower you'll find in your garden that is like that is so true because
0: as you're speaking it it occurs to me like i i do i feel like my smarter self shows up to write (laughs) and then i come back through and read it and go oh okay that's a great thought (laughs) And that's, that's what you're talking about with that flow. Like there's a, we have an innate wisdom. We have things that our head is too busy to hear. And when you really release on a page and you let yourself write at that level, then things come out that, like I said, you're just too busy to hear.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a lot of things that we struggle to articulate in words out loud to another human being if things are difficult, if we're trying to make a decision or we're not happy with something in our life or there's a relationship difficulty or we're struggling because of grief or whatever it is that is difficult for us, I find if I'm in my head, which is where I am often when I'm talking, although I'm learning to talk from somewhere else, I I struggle with the words I want to say and because often somebody is in conversation, just the way we often talk to each other, they then come back and then I have to respond to them and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't really get to what I want to say. Mm-hmm. But when it's just you and the page, the page doesn't say anything back to you. It just accepts whatever you put onto it. And I think that way you can work through a lot of your suffering or also your joy and capture it. Um, in a way that might get cut off in a conversation, whether that's because of the other person or just because of your own brain going, uh, you haven't said that very well, stop talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and I think it's point, important to point out, like to mothers, that might be the only conversation you have where nobody talks back to you that whole day. Yes. So, you Absolutely.
1: Know. <laughs> and, and any kind of life situation that feels lonely, I think words are amazing. And any life situation that feels overwhelming because you've got too many people around all the time, it's also you know respite from that. It's just the easiest, cheapest, most wonderful tool I think that we have to use in in so many ways. I think one thing that does happen though is people say, I'm not a writer yet. I have to become a writer first. And to me, writing is literally just writing.
0: Right. Putting words on a
1: page. It's taking what's in your head and heart and spilling it and just, you know, capturing your experience of being a human. Nobody before or since will have the exact experience as you. So Mm don't be selfish. Share that with everybody. Exactly. (laughs) And even
0: if you feel feel like you don't need to share it with anyone, it changes you. And so can we talk about that? How you've seen people change when they connect with themselves, connect with their writing? What does that do for them?
1: I think it changes the way that people see the world and respond to the world and see their place in the world. I'm speaking very much from experience, but also from what it's reported back to me from students. I think if you have been able to draw out the words that have been stuffed down, there's a liberation in that. Just as you know, it, some people use breath work for trauma release, for example, writing can be just as powerful as that. You're physically letting something out of your body. So you're not carrying it anymore and people say that they're walking through the world much more lightly Um, Mm and they're noticing things that they were totally closed off to before they find themselves having conversations with new people because suddenly they realize that everybody is inspiration as well as everything else and also I think it can help you relate to other people better because you realize that just as there's things behind the mask for you things below the surface you start to notice that in Other people too, which can lead to really amazing connection.
0: Yeah. You know, throughout your book, you have some wonderful lessons. And I think it's important to note that it's not just about, it is about writing, but it's not, this is not a semantics of writing book. And and one of my favorite chapters is the one on releasing. And I thought that was so amazing because you give us exercises, you give us ways to really go deep and, and release things through our writing. I thought that was really incredible one of the statements that you have in there you have great little sayings in the margins but you said words heal apply liberally yeah and and tell me where that came from because i i absolutely loved that. i'm like i i need to make a sticker of that and put it on my wall
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that idea well i always say to people you are right writer. the world needs your medicine but before you can start administering that medicine to anyone else, you have to administer it to yourself. And really, words are so healing. Of course, they can also be damaging if they're used in the mm-hmm. wrong way. But in the sense that I'm talking about, which is just getting words out onto the page and also filling your life with words, reading beautiful words from other people, they just the more you do it, the the better you get. Like if you need medicine and you take it in the doses that you're supposed to take it in, you probably get better. It is just the same thing.
0: But what I really want to know from you is tell us what it means to be a fearless writer, because your book is called The Way of the Fearless Writer. And explain to us what a fearless writer is.
1: For me, a fearless writer is just somebody who allows themselves without editing or criticism or any kind of barrier to spill what is in their heart and their head onto the page that's where it all begins that's how books get written that's how hearts get healed that's how things get figured out it really is just that the fearless part of it I think well I did a survey not long ago with more than a thousand writers in my community and a hundred percent of them. Said that self-doubt got in the way oh, of them wow. writing what they want to write I mean I've never done a survey where a hundred percent of people have said the same thing <laughs> and it was incredible that's actually partly why I wanted to write the book because it it's such a we love to talk about the fear of writing as well we love to talk about writer's block and we love to talk about how hard it is and all of this and um, and I really wanted to write a book which Allow gave people tools so they could give themselves permission to not be afraid to write because sometimes that's all it all it is.
0: That is the perfect way to wrap this up because there's you've given us a lot to think about and your book has so many wonderful exercises, so many tips. We're gonna tell our listeners how they can find it. We're gonna let them download a free chapter of it. And I really appreciate you sitting down with us today and and talking about this.
1: Oh, it's, it's such a joy. I just, I'm so grateful for everything that writing has brought to my life. Just in the pages of my notebook at five o'clock in the morning with the a candle and the early sunrise, and also the doors that writing books have opened to new people and new opportunities, things I never could have dreamed of. And it all begins with just writing words on a page, which anyone can do, right?
0: That's great. Beth, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. What a joy
0: that was author beth kempton talking about how writing can help you connect with your feelings and your dreams if you'd like to learn more about beth and her books or her online writing courses follow her on social media or download a free chapter of her latest book the way of the fearless writer just visit us at livehappy.com and click on the podcast tab that is all we have time for today we'll meet you back here again next week for an all-new episode And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one.